Welcome to the Worship Room Podcast. My name is Marella Ironside, and this is the place where we will talk about anything and everything. If it's in the Bible, it stays on the table. Welcome back, and if you are new to this podcast, I just want to welcome you and trust that you will be blessed. Today, we're going to waste no time. We're going to dive right in. We have a lot to cover. We're going to be discussing the enemy's weapons. Last episode, we discussed his strategies, and the next two episodes, we're going to be talking about the weapons he likes to use against us. And then we're gonna move on to bigger and better things and talk about the armor of God and the weapons God has given each one of us that know Jesus to overcome the powers of darkness. So let's get right into it, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace that you show to each one of us so undeserving. We thank you, Jesus, for who you are. And we just ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to guide us and direct us in everything we say and do. In your name, Jesus, we pray all these things. Amen. Okay, so I'm just not going to waste any time, like I said, um, today. And we're just going to discuss the weapons of the enemy, which I feel is really important. Again, I can't reinforce enough. We are not focusing on the devil because he is a defeated foe. But as long as we're in this world, in this fallen world, and in these bodies, we have a battle. We are in spiritual warfare. And we just need to be aware and prepared. That is biblical. And we can't be living in denial. That is super dangerous for us, especially as believers, to be complacent and living in a state of comfort and ignorance, really, in our faith. When God has given us his manual, the Bible, to instruct us and guide us and direct us and protect us, and we ignore it, and we dismiss it, and we don't take it seriously. We need to take it a lot more seriously, more than ever before. And I've said this over and over again, and I know I'm probably sounding like a broken record, but hey, listen, the enemy, he is very subtle. He's like a commercial. His message is very repetitive, and it's he does it very carefully, very subtly, very strategically. Conditions those that are listening into repeating things over and over again. Why? Because he knows when things are repeated over and over again, they start to plant seeds in our minds, right? And then those seeds in our minds grow and they begin to impact our soul. So we as soldiers of Jesus Christ, God's people, we need to start taking the Bible, the truth, the one thing that brings us life and start preaching and teaching and reading and studying and applying it to our lives over and over and over again so that it can be reinforced. The truth can be reinforced. Life can be given to each one of us. And see, the devil, he is the devourer of life. And we're seeing that so much in the world. And we're seeing that come into the church. He is here to divide, devour, and destroy everything good that God ever created. And so we just need to be mindful of this and not be fearful, 
but we do need to be mindful. And that's what I really want to reinforce today before we move on any further. So number one weapon is manipulation. So we need to understand this word before we go any further because it's something that we often dismiss, something that really creeps into each one of our lives very subtly. And it's definitely one that um, we often can overlook, whether it's in our own lives or those around us. And it's definitely a weapon the enemy uses often. And so manipulation means to control or play upon by artful, unfair, or insidious means for one's own personal advantage. Once again, Satan is a narcissist. He was the first narcissist that ever existed. And we're going to talk about narcissism and what that looks like beyond the label, beyond the psychological and go further and examine it according to God's word in the spiritual and how that affects each one of us and what it looks like. Again, we just need to be aware of these things and to know how to protect ourselves from the, the deception and uh, the manipulation of the enemy. So in other words, manipulation is a weapon that is used to create an illusion of truth. Its goal is to control a person, situation, or organization for the purpose of personal gain. Its momentum is driven by a strong desire for power, position, prosperity, and popularity. But for the most part, what I find is the enemy loves to use position, prosperity, and popularity to gain power. That is his ultimate destiny and desire is to have power. And we're seeing that more and more all the time in the world. Uh, it has just been the desire of man's flesh from the very beginning is to have his own pedestal and a position of power being seen as God or even above God. And that is super dangerous. And manipulation is definitely one of the weapons he uses often to achieve that goal. So when we think of an illusion, what do we think of? Well, I think of a magician, someone performing magic. And actually in Webster's Dictionary, the definition of the word magic means an extraordinary power or influence seemingly from a supernatural source. And this word magic comes from the Greek word magi. And the Bible warns us about this. The Bible warns us about witchcraft and manipulation is witchcraft. And we're not only seeing this more and more happening in the world, but we're seeing this so subtly coming into the church. But somehow we're so blind to it because when we think of magic or we think of witchcraft, we automatically are looking for the black hats, the black cats, the black pots, you know, someone standing on a stage doing abracadabra, you know, the moony type situations where they open up the book of curses and, and do their spells and, you know, and it's, it's not like this. Although I do have to say the enemy really isn't hiding anymore. It is becoming so much more obvious, not just in the world, but unfortunately within so many of our churches, taking on that image of what we're seeing in the world coming into our, our churches, 
in the dress code, in a lot of the music, in just the demeanor and dispositions and the attitudes. Um, we're just seeing a lot more evidence and collation of what's going on in the world uh, happening in so many of our churches. And that's what's concerning. And that's where my heart is, is have an awakening within our church, within our own lives as believers and as Christians to awaken to the fact that we are being deceived. And as God's word says, that many false teachers and deceivers and the liars and the manipulators and these intimidators and these uh, men and women that are mouthpieces of not God, they may come in the name of God, but they are angels of light. They are an illusion. And we just have to be really, really careful and just really mindful of what God's word says and heed to his warnings and be equipped in such a time as this. So in First Samuel, it says, um, chapter 15, 23, for rebellion like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. So these are pretty heavy, hard words here. Saying rebellion is like divination. That's how serious God takes uh, rebelliousness. That's why Satan got thrown out of heaven. It's because of his pride and his rebellion towards God. And he says arrogance is like the evil of idolatry. So arrogance is like idolatry. And why is that? Because arrogance is really stemmed from uh, a self-worship or an attitude that I will worship whomever I please and however that may look. And I really don't care what God's word says. I'm going to do my own thing. If it feels good to me, then it's good. And my truth is going to be my truth. And I don't really care about the real truth. Um, because we live in a society that wants to feel good. And the enemy taps into that. That's why it says, you've rejected the word of the Lord. And so he will reject us if we reject him. And we see that as evidence in what he did um, with Satan and his angels when they opposed God, rejected him, challenged him, uh, were rebellious in nature and arrogant in their behavior. And we are no different. God is holy. He is love. That's why he gave us his word to warn us to lay it out on the table before us. But he's also just and he cannot be in the presence of sin and he will not allow us to get away with a rebellious spirit, an arrogant spirit. Um, and so it's because he does love us that he says these things and he does these things. So as I've already said before, manipulation creates an illusion. And what's crazy is that it can have the ability to make others do something they wouldn't typically do, to say something they may not typically say, 
or um, yeah, see something that they typically wouldn't see or doesn't even exist. Uh, that is the power uh, in and behind manipulation. And manipulation um, is always probing every situation and every person to gain that position of power and that platform of control. Again, that is ultimately the end goal is to have power over people, to have that, to get that high as if they were God, you know, and that is our flesh, right? We, we get off on that. And the enemy, again, taps into those things. He taps into our flesh of giving us the illusion that somehow, in some way, we can have that position of power. And when manipulation is in full operation, that is the illusion it can give, is that you're in control, which is a lie. We're never in control. God's always in control, right? But we have a choice of if we're going to surrender to the control of God or if we're going to surrender to the control of the devil. And uh, we know also that the more that we behave in a certain way, the more that this weapon is used and the more it becomes harder to detect. You know, they say practice makes perfect. And so this is why it's so important that we detect these things early on within our own lives and in the lives around us as well. And it's for our own well-being and it's for our own protection. And um, because this is a very dangerous weapon, and the one sure sign there is a strong spirit of control present is when this weapon of manipulation has been mastered. And 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14 says, And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it's not going to be obvious. It's not going to come to us right and he again he makes a great presentation and he will often wrap it up in a pretty little package in the name of Jesus right it's all about deception it's the illusion this is the core of manipulation and what I have found and observed over the years is typically when someone is operating fully in manipulation, this behavior has, has been honed and perfected over a long period of time, starting at a very young age. And often it started out as being used as a tool uh, to cope and survive within very uncertain and uncomfortable circumstances. And so we also need to be aware um, that the core of this weapon really starts 
at the core of the soul. Um, it goes deeper. And like anything else, we got to get to the root of the matter. And often what I have found is that when manipulation really becomes a part of someone's life and it is stems more from a place of insecurity and often jealousy. And this is often a situation of where someone is living in a constant state of uncertainty. And so the enemy is always looking to target those who are incredibly insecure and deeply wounded. That's what he looks for in our lives. You know, he, again, he's a coward. He, he, he's looking for the vulnerable. He's looking for those that have been wounded. You know, he's, he's looking for those that um, are actually just even super loyal, right? And are blind to the fact um, that these things are so subtle because they just trust everyone so easily and they're so willing to do anything. And, and so he looks for those type of personalities and um, he really hones in on the wounds and he really works our wounds um, and, and really, um, we have to really be careful. And, and this is why we have to constantly come before God and repent of our sin, but also just constantly leave at his feet of the wounds and allow him to be the healer of our wounds and not allow our wounds to turn into uh, anger and, and bitterness and um, to allow him to heal them and and uh, use use them for his glory and our story and our testimony. But the enemy wants to do the opposite. He wants to uh, stir up bitterness and anger within us and use it to uh, divide, devour, and destroy not only our own lives, um, but the lives around us as well. And so it's quite common for a manipulator to have a strong desire to become popular um, because they... Um, because of the insecurity and often the jealousy, um, they really have this strong need to have a pedestal. And it's exactly what Lucifer did. Again, going back to the very um, first battle that was in heaven, uh, he wanted to be glorified. He wanted, um, he wanted to be as God. He, he wanted all the worship to come to him. And we can see that spirit of pride, that spirit of rebelliousness, that spirit of of jealousy and it when it takes root and um, in our lives um, becomes very dangerous and uh, opens the door to a lot of other things such as manipulation. So again, many will use manipulation uh, as a survival tool to exist in their own false and fabricated world which has been built brick by brick and it's built on nothing but misconceptions and deceptions and it's super dangerous. And it really is unfortunate for anyone who encounters or even attempts to have a mean, meaningful relationship with someone who's given themselves over to this spirit of manipulation because it's inevitable. They always leave a trail of hurt souls and broken hearts every time. And it may take a long time, but when you look back on it, you'll see the yellow brick road of broken hearts and hurt and wounded souls 
leading right to the Wizard of Oz. And what's really even more sad is that the one that is operating and living and functioning in such a way and using manipulation to achieve their goals, whatever and however that may look, at the end of the day, they're the ones that lose the most. And a skillful manipulator um, is truly practicing witchcraft. Um, it's, it's the witchcraft the Bible talks about, and we'll get into that uh, another time. But skillful manipulation really truly is at the very heart and soul of evil. And it hurts so many innocent people. We really need to stop living in denial and just be aware of the weapons God has given us and to fight the good fight of faith and to uh, constantly be self-checking and examining our own hearts first and foremost. I was really hoping to cover a lot more of the weapons of the enemy today, but I think the Lord wanted us to just sit a little longer on the weapon of manipulation because it is one that is probably used the most, is the most dangerous, and the one that's overlooked the most as well. Before I wrap it up today, I do want to read Romans chapter 16, verse 18. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. So it's my prayer for all of us that we are not living in denial. That we are not naive to the things of this world, to the tactics and the strategies and the weapons of the enemy. That we are in God's word, that we are picking up uh, the weapons that he has given us and putting on the armor of God so that we are not deceived and uh, it's his way of protecting us from being hurt and being wounded um, by the enemy. And so I'm going to wrap it up there today. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll carry on the next episode and we're going to start talking about more of the other weapons of the enemy. You won't want to miss it. Uh, and it's just going to get better and better, as I said before, because uh, we are going to very soon dive into the armor of God, and the weapons he's given us, which will really encourage your heart. And I'm excited to see uh, what he is going to reveal to each one of us. So have a blessed and beautiful beautiful day. And as always, we go out with a praise. Have a good one. When darkness closes in on every side, when battles rage and when the water I fear no evil for I know the truth Nothing can separate my heart from you Cause there's no weapon stronger than your love There's no weapon stronger than your love No high, no death can overcome there's no weapon stronger than your love 
Bye.